verse 1 through 4, it says, The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause you to hear my words. Then I went down to the potter's house, and there he was making something at the wheel. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. So he made it again into another vessel as seemed good to the potter to make. In other words, he didn't make what the potter he thought it ought to become. He made what was good for him to make. Amen? Now, I want you to see this right here because I want you to understand something. We get all excited when we feel the Spirit of God move in our lives at times. When it's just preparation of what God's about to do. Because how many of you know that when change comes to our life, see, we like the idea of change, but a lot of times we don't want to embrace change because change involves pressure. Amen? The Holy Spirit will always pour out on a person. And this, I've learned this from years of experience because I found out that when I come through a place in my life to where God has really poured out His Spirit on me, that means He's getting ready, He's making me pliable for the change that He's bringing to my life. Amen? How many of you know that God's mercy endures forever? How many of you can thank him for being merciful and being merciful to us to, to make us to where we're pliable, where he don't just break us, but he makes us pliable, amen? And so when he begins to do that, we can begin to look for things to begin to happen. There begins to be a needing that's taking place. There's a pushing and there's a pressing of God that's going on in our life because, you see, God loves you just where you're at, but he loves you too much to leave you there because what God has for you, he is going to make you a brand new creation to where he can pour what he needs to in you. Look at somebody and tell them the Oh, you can't handle what God wants to pour in you. The old you can't handle what God's about to place in you. In Luke 5, in verse 37, it says, And no one puts new wine into old wineskins, or else the new wine burst and the wine skins is spilled. They burst and the spilled wine is spilled and the wine skins will be ruined. What God is about to do requires new. And this involves some pushing and pressing. Paul said it like this. In Romans, the 12th chapter, he said, I beseech you, therefore, brother, by the mercy of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. But do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Just let me say this. There's not three wills of God. There's only one will. He wants us to know the good, the, accept, the acceptable the good and the perfect, his perfect will. Amen? I don't know about you, but I want the deepest area of his will. I want the perfect will. I want to be right there in the middle. So that's going to require some pushing. He's going to push us until he gets us 
to the center of his will. Amen? So where he can do what? So he can begin to raise us up. Amen? Let me just say this. A place, the, the first place that God takes us to is a place of discomfort. God's hands is the safest place that you can be, but it is not the most comfortable. Come on, how many of you can say that? How many of you know that being in the hands of God is the safest place that you can be, but it's not the most comfortable? When we ask Jesus Christ into our life, sometimes we, we, we say, oh, that's all, that we, all we have to do. We just say a prayer and, and, things, and things change. No, things begin to change. Come on, when Jesus comes in, he begins to move some things out. Amen? Hallelujah. See, when God called Jeremiah to the potter's house, he brought him in to see what he was about to do. See, your location will determine that your depth of revelation. What you see will change your mind about things. Let me just say this. There's a lot of people complaining to Moses when he led them at the Red Sea shore. But you don't hear one of them say a word when they're crossing on dry ground. Hmm? Everybody's complaining because they thought Moses has led them the wrong way. Did none of them complain when the sea opened up? See, here's the thing. If we want revelation, we got to go where God wants us to be. I came 10 hours to be where I'm at today because I feel like that God has brought me here. Listen to me. God brought me and placed me in this, in this place because he wants me to have, not just you, he wants me to have a deeper revelation of who he is. Anything that brings renewing in our life requires change. Amen? And a lot of times it's not everybody else that needs to change. It's the person that we're looking at in the mirror. Amen? In Matthew 6, 24 through verse 27, we see this. Jesus is saying, anyone, he says, if you, anyone who's building a house, not only to hear the word, but to be a doer of the word. You see, there's two houses that's being built here. One is built on sand and one is built on the rock. The house that's built on the rock stands. The house that's built on sand falls apart. Why? Because one's a here, one's a here. Which one's the here? Uh, which one's the here? Whose house was on, on hearing ground? Sand. There you go. The man who built his house on the rock was a here and a doer. It's not good enough to hear the word of God. You've got to do it. Amen? Sometimes we've got to see what's going on before we can understand it. We can hear, we can't hear what's being said until, a lot of times we can't picture what's being said. How many of you know a lot of times we can tell people something, but they just can't picture it? They can't see it. I'm, I've been a builder all of my life. I've built houses, I've built cabinets, I've built all kind of things. And one of the things I've learned to be able to do is to see what I'm building before I build it. Hmm? 
Why? Because I've been there. I've walked through it. And that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to get in a location to where we can see what he's doing and wants to do in our lives. Amen? All right. There's pushing. There's pressing. There's pressure. And then God brings us to a place of deliverance. This is a place where God begins to remove things in our lives that indwelled us before we repented and invited him in. See, a lot of times when when we... We want God to do things, and a lot of people like the idea of deliverance, but they don't really want deliverance. They want relief. Because here's the thing. When we want change and we want God to do it, we got to hang on to change sometimes. You remember when uh, uh, Jacob was wrestling with the angel? He had to hold on for change. How many of you know the angel touched him and his hip came out of socket? But sometimes, and see, that's a lot of times when we turn loose. When the change that's coming is bringing a a little hurt or a harm to us, we want to turn it loose. But God wants us to hang on for the change because what he's wanting to do is bring about a change in such a way that when we get up from the struggle that we're walking with a limp. We have a new walk. We have a new talk. There's a difference in our life. People can physically see the difference that God is doing in our lives. So there's things that God has to do in this process. There's things that God begins to do. This is where the clay begins to take on a different shape. This is where things begin to be pulled out. There's bitterness. There's there's things in our life that don't need to be there. There's hate and discontent, unforgiveness that God begins to pull out of our lives in order to cause us to become the vessel that he's designing us to be. Amen? Next place is a place of transformation. When God's hand is on our lives, it's impossible for us not to change. Paul said it like this in 2 Corinthians 5, 17. He said, all are in Christ Jesus is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. We can't be the same person that we used to be. We can't act The way we used to act. We can't. Come on now. See because here's the thing. God loves us so much. I told you this in the beginning. God loves us so much. That he he will not leave us where we are. He loves you just the way you are. But he won't leave you there. He's going to bring you out. He's going to bring you into a new place. To where he can do a new thing in your life. To where, because he's not interested in us having our same character and everybody seeing our character, there he wants us, them to see his character in and through our lives. I don't have, I don't have enough ability to change anybody that I come in contact with unless I'm full of Jesus. I've got to be full of him. I've got to have him. So, in other words, there's things that's got to come out of my life. In order for him to come into my life. There's got to be constant change. There's got to be things. I've got to allow him to take those things out of my life. Number four. A place of renewing. We begin begin to take shape and look completely different. So that no one is able to identify us with our past. How many of you like that? 
How many of you like to be in a place to where people can't identify you with your past? See, when God brought the children of Israel out of Egypt and, he got, and they was at the Red Sea, all of them complaining and everything because Pharaoh was coming up behind them. See, they, what they was complaining about is their past was about to catch up with them. But here's the thing. Moses had to quiet them down. He said, be still and see the salvation of your God. He stretched his rod out over the sea. They went across on dry ground. And when they got on dry ground, the, their past tried to follow them. But what happened? The Red Sea covered over them. And what happens when us, when we come into the house of God and we ask Jesus Christ into our life, the blood of Jesus covers the sins of our past and washes it away. And he'll bring us into a, just hang on, just stay on the wheel a little while. He He's bringing about a change that nobody's going to be able to pin your past on you. You take on a whole different identity. And the last place is a place of overflow. This is a place where God begins to use us because what he places in us, we can't, cannot be contained. It's a place of overflow. It's a place of where his spirit begins to move in our, in our lives. And in John chapter 7 and verse 36, 38, I'm sorry, it says, He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. It doesn't say just a little bit. It doesn't say springs. It says rivers of living water. If you go to Ezekiel and, and, and Ezekiel sees a river that's flowing out from under the temple door and it begins to grow and begins to get higher and higher. And he says everywhere the rivers go, it brings life. That's what God wants to do in us. He wants us to bring us a place. He don't want us just to have a little bit of him. He's wanting to get us into a place where we can be in a position of overflow. Listen, I don't want, listen, I don't want just a little bit of God. I want everything that he's got because God is not enough. He's too much. Amen. And what he puts in us is to flow through us. The Lord showed me something a long time ago. I was praying for things. I needed some financial uh, breakthrough. I needed some things happening in my life. And I began to pray and the Lord began to speak to me. He said, I can get anything to you that I can get through you. And there's a lot of times the reason we're not seeing the breakthroughs that we need is because we just want God to bring it to us instead of through us. How many of you are willing to allow God to do what he needs to do to renew and make you a new you? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. He's a great God. Sometimes we just have to see it. And in order for you to see what God's about to do in this house, you need to be here. You need to be a part of it. And watch God. Amen. Let's all stand.
Isaiah 64 and verse 8, it says, But now, O Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay, and you are potter. And all we are the work of your hand. There's nothing that God won't do in and through your life if you let him. We are the ones who limit him. I appreciate everything that everyone did last week, and I appreciate the commencement service. It was, it was great. Well, let me just tell you this. I would not be here if God didn't call me here. I'm here on assignment to see the kingdom of God move forward. And I'm willing to do anything that he wants me to do. I'd be scared not to. Because I intend to live my life in overflow. Amen. If you're here this morning and you need God, do something special in your life. Maybe you've been feeling all this pressure because a lot of times I've been in meetings to where the Holy Spirit has poured out and right after that people come back and they say, Pastor, the devil has just come against me so much. There's just been so much pressure. It's been so hard. Let me just tell you this it may not be the devil it might be God trying to get you in the right place to where he can do the right thing in your life because God hasn't called us to comfort he's called us to righteousness He's called us to holiness. And I want to just take a moment and, 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 and get you to see something here. Because we look at people like myself as a minister. I'm not a minister. I'm not called to be a minister. I'm called to be an equipper. You all are ministers. Paul said in Ephesians that we, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers are to equip, to equip the saints for the work of the ministry to empower you to see people's lives change forever to infiltrate your communities your families 
your cities with the power and the demonstration of the Spirit of God to come to a place of overflow. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you're here this morning, you want prayer, I want you to come. Hallelujah. Come on. You need, you need God to do something in your life. I don't care how big or how small. Come on. Father, 